This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 287, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 8th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode number 287. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, This is our reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, July 8th. Um, So I just got back from a, a week away. I was in Chicago. Uh, for a bunch of baseball games. Um, well, I don't know if a bunch quite, quite qualifies. I saw two games in Chicago and one in Milwaukee. And now I'm back in Toronto. I uh, came back on Saturday, I guess the 11th, and uh, found out, oh, look, no, your air conditioning doesn't work. And now it's balls hot. So as I record this, I'm recording this on Tuesday, the 14th of July. We were waiting all day for our repair technician to get in. And he decided, ah, I don't feel like letting them know where I am or from coming by. So I'm just not going to go. So it's 28 degrees Celsius. I'll let you, uh, our, let our American friends figure out what that means. Um, so I did not get a chance to read a lot of comics. There's been a lot going on, obviously. And so next week I'll hopefully be on top of things again. It's interesting about what two weeks ago now I was at a cottage with my uh, my family and my uh, wife's sister's family uh, and we had a, a great time and I was able to actually get caught up on every comic I had kind of fallen behind on and now I am once again uh, behind the eight balls so I, I finally got caught up and now I'm right back to being behind it happens but it sucks because I was so proud I was like yes I'm finally on top of things Uh, Only to find out that that's not the case anymore. Uh, It's a balmy 82.4 Fahrenheit in my uh, house right now, so that's super fun. So let's talk about a few comics. Not a lot, just uh, five comics. But first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, number two. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this book. Um, It's okay. It's just kind of weird. It's written by Dan Slott. I work by Adam Kubert. I just don't think the whole Regent character himself seems that interesting, but... I do think it's kind of an interesting world that they're kind of building here. It's just too bad that this is the only way that we really get to see a, a married Peter and Mary Jane. Although I guess we're kind of getting that in Civil War, which I'll talk about in a minute. But um, it's just kind of this weird alternate reality. And I don't know if I, I care for the Regent character and the idea that, you know, they're hunting down superpowered characters and the fact that, you know, Peter Parker leaping across, you know, New York, suddenly everyone's like, oh, he must be Spider-Man. Like... I don't know, it felt a little too easy at times. Um, it was okay. I just I just found myself kind of bored. Um, it was all right. The artwork was nice. It just, I just don't know if it really did it for me. And I don't... A lot of these books, I feel like they have a very clear vision. They're a what-if, a very specific version of what-if. This just feels like something weird. Like, what if a character showed up and destroyed all the, all the Avengers and... You know, absorbed all the powers of everyone, and in this alternate reality, we also have Spider-Man, and he's the only superhero really left. Although there's a few left here and there, but and he's hiding away because he's scared of Regent and his family, and you know, worried for his family. That's your what if, and I'm like, I feel like this was pitched as what if Peter and MJ got to keep being married and had a kid, which is a cool concept. But so why throw in all this bullshit that you don't need uh, to overly complicate things? I think if this had just been a fun story of what it's like for Peter to be a parent and be Spider-Man and balancing those responsibilities would have been a lot more interesting than this. Uh, him giving up and hiding and it just didn't even really feel like a Spider-Man story. It's this weird alternate reality story about Regent that Dan Slott obviously enjoys and then we're also getting a little bit of Peter Parker but not even a great version. So I'm going to give it a six mostly because of the art. It just it, I, I was bored by this issue. Uh, next up is... 
Batman 42. Um, I like this. Obviously, there's a lot of questions that kind of arise out of this, but um, and it's weird that this is only, I guess, what the second issue that we've had uh, Jim Gordon as Batman in the main book. But because he's showing up in every book in the world, it doesn't feel like that. Um, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that they're kind of making it more personal for Gordon as he's kind of trying to confront what Batman is. He has an interesting confrontation with Julia, which I really enjoyed. Um, the big kind of reveal is that Bruce Wayne appears to be alive and well and doing fine and maybe not remembering anything, but we're not really sure. He's got a full beard. Um, I still have a difficulty getting around the look for Gordon. I just feel like they've, they've de-aged him too much. Like, he doesn't look like a 40-year-old man. He just looks like this punk guy in his 20s half the time. Um, I feel like I'd feel better if, you know, we, we got a version of Gordon that Capullo was doing that, you know, maybe he drew it with the mustache and made him look like Gordon and then just, you know, kind of erase those things out. Because otherwise, it's, it just doesn't feel right. And I don't feel like it looks right. I don't know. I'm going to give this... Uh, I'll give it a 7. I'm enjoying it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the first issue, but it's still enjoyable. It still has its moments. Um, and I think it could be interesting depending on how long they want this to kind of go for and I guess that's what it comes down to, is how long is this going to be happening? Is this going to be for a while? The way that the new solicits that came out today for Batman and, Batman and Robin Eternal definitely make it seem like Bruce Wayne's off the board still. That's that's October, so this is going to be longer than we expect. Who knows? Uh, next up is Batman Superman number 22, uh, considering kind of the Superman angle. Um, I really dug this. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, it's written by, I should say, uh, sorry, that Batman was by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Batman Superman 22 is by um, Greg Pak and Ardian Sioff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought at times, I don't know if I quite bought into the internal narration of Gordon, but it, it felt a little too harsh, but I get where they're kind of coming from. I guess my issue here is that it feels weird to have them saying Kent, 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 and kind of treating it like he's not... Superman, this guy that everyone kind of respects, but I guess in the New 52, not as many people respect him anyway, but it just feels odd that just because now everyone knows who he is, they're not treating him with the same kind of reverence or at least respect. But again, maybe I'm just thinking of the pre-New 52 version of Superman who would have gotten respect regardless of which you know identity was him, he was in. Um, I did like the way that they kind of showed this team-up of sorts. Um... And, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And I, I like how they're writing Superman here. Again, he's a little extra brash, but I like that we're seeing a different type of Superman story. And the fact that everyone knows who he is is making it more interesting and giving it a lot more depth. I'm going to give this a 7.5. Nah, I'll give it an 8. I think it's worth an 8. It's a solid read. Uh, next up is Civil War number 1. I actually really dug this. Um, it's definitely weird in that, you know, its jumping off point is very interesting in that... You know, the huge kind of millions of people die. I don't know if I buy the territories being divided the way they do here. Um, it feels a little bit like it feels way out of character in a lot of ways, but it's still kind of a fun story with you know these two different areas. You got the the iron and the blue, and very different ethos and uh, the idea that there's you know a supposed peace peace summit between uh, Captain America and Tony Stark. Um, I, you know what? I bought into it enough. I enjoyed it enough. Um, 
I thought I really liked the art. I thought the story was actually kind of fun. Driven by Charles Sewell, artwork by Lionel Francis Yu. Interested to see where they go from here. I like that how Spider-Man was written here, him and MJ. Just in those couple pages and panels, I thought it was in some ways stronger than Renew Your Vows. I really dug this. It was actually a surprisingly strong read. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was really good. 8 out of 10. And last, but definitely not least, is Star Wars Lando, number one. It's a number one of five. It's a miniseries by Charles Sewell and Alex Maleev. This is fantastic. Uh, the series of different alternate variant covers are really cool. Um, the way he's written here is really badass. It feels very authentic to who the character is. I like that it's a heist book with freaking Lando Calrissian. Um, really dug it. Solid, solid work from both Sewell and Maleev. Um, pick this up. You won't be disappointed. I'm going to give it a 9. I think it just felt very cinematic, felt very true to the uh, Billy D. Williams in, um, iteration of the character and the way he played that character, and I think that really came off on the page. So that's all I had a chance to read. So it's only five books. So it's not not a lot, unfortunately. Um, some of the highlights that came out this past week include Earth 2 Society number 2, uh, Justice League of America number 2 by Brian Hitch, uh, Red Hood and Arsenal number 2, Starfire number 2, 1872 number 1, which I'm excited to read all of. I've only read the first few pages. Uh, Age of Apocalypse number 1. Again, I've only read the first couple pages, so I can't wait to actually really hunker into this. Uh, Inferno number 3. Uh, Runaways number two, Secret Wars twenty nine number three, Spider Island number one, and Squadron Sinister number two are just some of the highlights that came out on the eighth of July. Looking forward to the fifteenth of July, some of the highlights coming up are going to be the second issues of Doomed, Doctor Fate, and Black Canary. We've got the Batman Second Chances trade paperback. Not even sure exactly what that is. Um, we've got the Justice, a new issue of Justice League as part of the Dark Side War, which I'm excited about. Um, the new Suicide Squad is its first trade paperback called Pure Insanity. The fourth issue of Secret Six comes out. We've got Supergirl Volume 6 trade paperback Crucible. New issue of Superman Wonder Woman uh, over at um, uh, IDW. Only has a few books that coming out, including Godzilla in Hell. And then a bunch of trades. Um, still waiting for Manhattan Project. Still not getting it yet. Uh, over at Marvel, we're going to have the Ant-Man Annual number one. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm wondering where it's going to end up being traded, though, because... We just got the Ant-Man Volume 1 trade paperback, and there's no other issues after it. So maybe this will be in the eventual Astonishing Ant-Man uh, book. Um, we've got Armor Wars number 3, Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders number 1, uh, new issue of Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, Guardians of Nowhere number 1 by Mike Diodato and uh, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Corvox Sacrament number 2, I really liked issue 1, so I'm excited for this, Hawkeye number 22, holy shit, is this actually coming out? Amazing. Originally solicited, what, in August 2014? That's insane. Uh, new issue of Moon Knight. Um, new issue of Planet Hulk. Um, we got Siege, number one, uh, as part of the Secret Wars uh, Battle World, uh, Battle Zones uh, series of books. Spider-Man 2099, Volume 2, Trade Paperback, Spider-Verse. Uh, and then we've also got uh, Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 4, Trade Paperback, Last Days of Midgard. X-Men, Volume 5, Burning Earth. And Wolverine's Volume 3, Living in the Dead. Uh, is that even still going on? Or that, I don't even know how that ended. I don't really remember anything about that. It just went and went, and then it was over, I guess. So that's everything coming out uh, this coming week, or I should say tomorrow on July 15th. So thank you for joining me for this episode. Our next episode should be our... Um, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but it's basically an episode I did uh, on vacation with Paul Scores. We recorded it July 2nd. Now it's kind of old news, but we kind of go through all the... Um, 
the only only all different Marvel now books that had been kind of posited at that time and put out uh, that week. Obviously, now we know a few more that have been trickling out in the solicitations this week, but uh, it's still, I hope, a good episode. We had to kind of rush the ending, which is unfortunate, but I think it's a good hour for the most part, um, and that'll be episode 288. Episode 290 should be our look at Ant-Man, uh, the film, which will come out the week after the film actually comes out. Um, and then... Not really sure what we're going to have, but uh, 292, 294, only four episodes, or four non-reviews episodes after that uh, until the big episode 300. I guess I should plan what to do with that. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, uh, or listen to us on Stitcher, I should say. And uh, thank you very much for uh, downloading the episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.